0: Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Traverse Theatre, Edinburgh. We now join the theatre's literary associate and your host, Rosie Kelliger. Hello and welcome to the Travcast. Today I'm really pleased to have with me Matt Regan, who is a writer, performer and composer. Matt studied classical music at Queen's University in Belfast and he moved to Glasgow five years ago. Since then, he's been nominated for a Critics Award for Theatre in Scotland for his work on theology by Martin O'Connor. He's been awarded Young Innovators funding for his band Swim Team and he was part of Enormous Yes's Platform 18 Award at the Arches. We're particularly excited because he is currently preparing to bring his show Greater Belfast to the Traverse for this year's festival. Matt, welcome. It's great to have you here.
1: Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. And uh, it's a pleasure, as I said to you, it's an absolute pleasure to talk about it, to talk about Greater Belfast and the stuff that's in my head around Greater Belfast.
0: Fantastic. Well, I'd love you to talk to us a a bit about the show, but before we get into the the nitty-gritty of that. I'm really interested in your practice because just looking there at your sort of career history today, obviously music is a huge part of of your practice and and of who you are personally and, and artistically. And I wonder if you could talk us through a, a bit about um, actually what that what that practice is and and how you see that sort of crossover between music performance, theatre, and how those things speak to each other in your work. Mm.
1: Well, that kind of started, I was always going to be, in my head, I was always going to be a musician. In my head, I was always going to be like an album musician, and I always thought about albums. And I, I kind of would always go to gigs and, 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 and see a gig and kind of think, I would always, I remember the very first gig I went to, and I thought, this is fun, but this isn't very, there's something else missing for me. And I couldn't really figure out what it was until I started to do a wee bit of drama. And I only did a wee tiny bit of drama in, uh, in my school because the teacher I had for some reason was remarkably encouraging, was really kind. And none of us expected it. My man and dad couldn't believe it. Suddenly she was just heaping this really kind praise. So that was the first time where I thought, okay, maybe there's dramas as well. Drama is pretty fun actually. And, but the, the two were very separate for years, really separate for years. And it was kind of only, kind of by accident, that I started to do theater stuff. Um, it was mostly because of the company that I kept. I had a lot of lovely director friends and actor friends who were coming up and studying. And they w- one of them eventually would have to say, well, I need music for a show. Can you do something for it? So I would do a lot of music for people. But they, would all, they were always very separate in my head. I had my own music and they were like albums and I'm a wee beardy boy and playing a guitar in front of people <laughs> you know uh, and then there's the, the drama stuff that would sometimes like give me a wee paycheck and sometimes would be really really fun would be really exciting to do so it was kind of a, in hindsight a, a slow process of, of blending the two together I nearly kind of want nearly think in hindsight I would have saved so much time if I just said to myself you can have both because I think I had I think I felt like I had to make a choice I could either be like a performer or do the musician thing, and and it's not really the case as of as I've grown up, and now I'm kind of blending the two together. It took ages to kind of realize that, but um, yeah, I've I've always thought I was going to be a musician, and now I'm trying to trying to straddle both worlds a wee bit
0: yes because talk to us a bit about swim team because that feels like a really good example of of what you're talking about that that different modes of performance don't have to exist in separate silos but finding ways of bringing them together and that that sense that you talked about going to a gig and going this is great but it's not Mm. enough or there's something missing
1: yeah swim team was a mad a mad wee experiment and in hindsight like i'm so glad uh, that we did it. It was really myself and Claire Willoughby, who is the director for Greater Belfast and kind of a creative partner of mine. We, yeah, we started to talk about how we felt like we liked gigs, but we didn't like seeing people just standing there. We didn't like seeing people, four people and looking at their instruments. And although that that in itself is, is a really particular kind of performance and trying to observe we tiny bits of information from those static performers are interesting or is interesting. We we swim team was the first time where I and we kind of thought we we seemed to have this impulse for doing other stuff for doing weird stuff. So I don't know how it came to, to be swim team, but we kind of came up with this nautical theme and, we, and, and our premise was to make every single gig its own theatrical experience, which was a, a pain to do really <laughs> difficult. We set ourselves a really tough job, but we wanted to, to keep the same songs but every single time do something different with them. And we, were, we've, we did a couple of things that were just a bit mad. Probably our, one of our most successful things was um, we were performing at the bottom of a stairwell and the stairwell was rising up above us and we had the audience above us lined up overlooking us and we are down below them and we gave them fishing hooks and we were playing our guitars and playing the music and they had these wee fishing hooks and they were trying to catch wee presents and catch things that we were wearing. Uh, and then we would somehow reward this this very lucky person, a devious lucky person, with something. Swim team was definitely the first time where we tried to blend a bit of theatre and and gigs. And it, it, when it worked, it was really really exciting and really weird, and people thought we were absolutely bonkers. And when it didn't work, it was arduous and just like pretty difficult, of of like in, like taking a gig format and inserting a bit of madness. And I think I guess in hindsight, I kind of did kind of feel that there are kind of strict w- rules in gigs. In theatre, it does feel like there are no rules, really. In theatre, it, it felt, it feels more so like you can do anything. You can just do anything you want. But in gigs, it actually felt like there was a wee bit more uh, rules to be, to be adhered to. And I swim team is really important in hindsight for learning those sort of things and learning what I'm into and what I really enjoy and what works for me, what doesn't work for me. So it was tough, but uh, I think Claire and I learned loads from it. And it's still Claire still keeps it going. She's doing a a residency at platform um, where she's working with wee kids in a pool, making that like as much as a gig theatre experience. Um, I swim team was mad. It was fun, (laughs) really fun.
0: (laughs) So uh, obviously you've developed and honed that craft of uh, finding the relationship between music and and theatre and that uh, is very much part of the process of making Greater Belfast. Um, So I wonder if you can talk to us a bit about what that process is and I know you're kind of must be about to be in the in the thick of it right now, although the show has um, been developed over the last few months at, at the Tron in Glasgow. Um, but this will be its first big outing and it involves a string quartet and you are performing in it as well as creating it. Um, so talk to us a bit about it and um, what you want uh, the two forms of music and theatre to say within the show.
1: Well, in the show... It's like um, it's a it's like um, an album is like a frame for for it, and it's like a, a live album unfolding before your eyes.
0: Because we should say that there there is an album of Greater Belfast, which will yeah. be released at the start of August as well. So it exists in that format too, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and and we worked really hard on making that work as as its own entity, because I really what I wanted to do. Well initially what I wanted to do was just to make one very strange gig and that's it and I thought I didn't think there would be I didn't think it would go on as much as it has or develop as much as it has and I'm so so happy that it has but it, uh, I initially just wanted I had this impulse to talk to people and and in the middle of a song talk to someone um and then I started to think of it wouldn't it be strange if on the album, this the, the person addresses the listener and very much involves the listener. So that was my thinking when I was writing a lot of it. And then it became a theater show and then that added a whole other layer to it. So we've, we've taken a lot of work to make it work as a strange oral experience. The album, we worked with um, our producer, uh, Julian Corey, who performs under the name Meow Meow. He was very, very helpful and he just guided all of us and was, we worked on at his studio for about a month on on making it work as as an oral thing as well as a, as well as a theater show so it's and and i'm one of the reasons i'm so proud of it is because it feels very durable it feels like i'm really proud of that album and i can give that album and it's an honest account of of the experience of what greater belfast is but it's also its own theater show with beautiful lights and design and live music and um I'm really, really proud of both of those things being out in the world and that my first thing is an album and a theatre experience because in hindsight and chatting about it and thinking about it, that was always where I was going. I just couldn't really tell and I didn't really know it was an option, really. Mm. You know,
0: it feels as well um, from what I've seen of the show so far that um, that Direct address that speaking personally to the listener gives a an incredibly intimate dimension to a show which is about getting under the skin of a city um, and understanding it and all aspects of it topographically and and uh, demographically its people and its moods uh, and and the feel of it mm. and and that that sort of very personal connection allows you to to do that.
1: Mm yeah that was that's extremely important to the show i think i i I want to figuratively and and sometimes literally i want to just hold people's hands and grab them and just say to them and I think that comes from i think that just comes from an honest impulse of 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 what Belfast means to me. I really want to grab people and say what how important Belfast is to me and how much I hate it and how much I love it and how much it has to kind of i think teach us all things about you know where we are in Belfast and what we've got through and what Belfast represents in this in the show Belfast is just this prism for pictures and for images and for stories and that direct address it just comes from an honest kind of impulse I just really wanted to really shake people by the hand because I mean it all comes from like sometimes I'm watching theater or listening to an album and I'm always hanging up my brain and I'm always just kind of daydreaming a lot. And the, the best things that I've seen didn't let go of me and just really held me. Like um, one of the many things that really influenced me and inspired me was uh, Pat Kinnivan in last year's Fringe. He, his show was called Underneath. And that show grabbed my shoulders and just didn't let me go. And it, I, I even sometimes it was so intense, I tried to recoil from how from how amazing and beautiful it was, but he just didn't let go of me. So the direct address is always something I, I always I always come back to in, in, in the album and in the performance because I always want them to realise we're in the same room and there's no wall here. I, I'm right in front of you and I want to tell you this. Um, and it's very important to me, so listen, listener.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, and it's a way of... Um giving a unique and personal take on a city that everybody in this country, but actually so many people all over the world, will probably have a quite specific and perhaps now very out of date Mm. view of. One that's informed by the tragedies of history, um, of the troubles, but probably also of urban decay, Mm. industrial decline. and one that actually isn't terribly rooted in the people of the city, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's rooted in a sort of news eye view, if that Aye. makes sense, of yeah. a place.
1: Aye, that's very true. And that's one of the things that I want to challenge. I really hope people don't see the words Belfast and just think, oh, it's a show about the, he's going to bang on about the, and all those sorts of things. It's not at all about that. It really is its own, it's full of contradictions, and but the contradictions are completely true. It's not at all about that but it is about that and it's not at all about Belfast really but it is completely about Belfast. They're completely true contradictions I think and it's, I really enjoy people coming to it with that expectation and it being completely flipped and a lot of people that I talked to after it we had a couple of previews and they were um, they just completely discounted Belfast and didn't think about it and then afterwards they were really engaged with it and I was really encouraged by how universal a lot of the messages were i had a good friend of mine from la and he had a really strong emotional reaction to it because he felt the exact same about la and the the gang warfare and the gang mentality in la and how divided it was and how he felt very claustrophobic and bit scared by the violence of it and he had a really strong reaction to it so i'm all for as long as people come with that expectation they're not gonna it's gonna be flipped and i'm gonna mess about with that and that was kind of uh, one of the important things with 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 little king with with what I, how I make work is because we should
0: say little king is the is the sort of name under which you you create work is yeah
1: it? absolutely I mean I, I don't know if initially it was a band name but now it seems like maybe theatre company name is is the more appropriate term but um, one of the things that I think is really important to me is is predicting those kind of problems and seeing why well, if it, what kind of person is gonna to come to me and what mindset might they have and how can I address that? And just addressing it puts, puts it, it, it all at ease for me and just saying, I feel like there's something in the room we need to address, da, da, And having free reign of being able to do that is really pleasurable and um, really fun because you can see everyone relax sometimes whenever they have this conception and I say to them, it's not about this, that, the other, it's about this. Um, it changes the energy in a room, and I really, really enjoy that. Uh, that's quite important to me, that wee part.
0: And there's also a real joy in language in the show, like the word sleech mm. um, and how you define or, or just attempt to define or change mm. your mind about what that is and how we should understand it. Yeah,
1: um, uh, for me, the for me, Belfast language is hugely important to the show. Um, it, I mean, it's it's I kind of wanted it I kind of wanted the language and the accent to inform the music and be the blueprint of the music and how, how Belfasters wrap their mouths around some words, how there's how I wanted to take that melody and steal it and make that the blueprint. Because the accent I talk about the accent a lot, but it is very percussive and it's very I wanted I needed to kind of talk about I just needed to address it because I wasn't sure how I felt about it, I kind of hated it for the longest time, but in the show we talk about the language and the um, the sound of Belfast and Sleech is a particularly delicious sound, <laughs> double E, Sleech.
0: Indeed, that's something to look out for, uh, for people coming to see the show. Um, and I think it's interesting, with all of these things we've been talking about, uh, about surprising people, confounding people. Um, engaging with some big issues with the show but in a way that isn't going this is what this show is about um it feels to me that like the edinburgh festival is a very natural home for a show of of that kind Mm. um and i was interested in uh what you as an artist make of the fringe and and how it is as a platform for work because obviously it's huge and it's daunting and it's exciting and it's vibrant um How does the knowledge of the Fringe as um, a platform for your work inform that process? And how does that feel to be making work um, Mm. for that particular arena?
1: Yeah, I'm really, really hugely excited by it. Really am. And I really want to see how my work fares against, against other things, but mostly for people who don't really consider Belfast or don't really consider who wouldn't consider necessarily engaging with that material. I really want to perform to all sorts of people and see if I'm able to, to draw anyone in to this story of Belfast and, and, and give these stories to them because they're very, very important to me. I'm really excited to, to just get as many people as possible um, to see it. And like I said, I was so surprised by some people who are really far removed from Belfast having a really strong reaction to what the show is about because obviously I believe you know what what we're talking about is universal and it applies to any person from any place who isn't happy about it and any place that has a history that, that jars or, or scares them um, yeah I'm really really excited to see how Belfast, the story of Belfast connects to people and another big thing was, I mean kind of why I'm doing this, I just have a very genuine urge to to talk to people about Belfast and make them reevaluate what it is, and make it greater in their perception and their hearts and minds. I want it to be. I want it, I want a lot of people to walk away with a fairly good knowledge of what the place is like now, and I want them to kind of, in the way that some things like, some, th- some places that like I don't know Bob Dylan has made songs about and Lennon Cohen has made songs about. They're really special to me now. Just the words are special to me and, and the places are special. And I kind of want to steal that a little bit and, and give that to people that if they see Belfast years down the line, they'll go, oh, I've seen that thing and I kind of feel like I know it. And maybe they'll even visit and maybe they'll get into Belfast and, and learn a lot about it.
0: Well, we can't wait to have the show here. Thank you so much for coming in to talk to us.
1: Oh, it was such a pleasure. Thanks so much.
0: We hope you enjoyed this podcast from the Traverse Theatre, Edinburgh. For more information, please log on to www.traverse.co.uk.